Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast. During the week, we bring you a daily meditation of the best parenting wisdom you can find, drawing on history and philosophy and psychology literature to inspire you to be a little bit better at the most important job you have. And then on the weekends, I have sort of a wrap-up conversation with my friend, fellow dad, and writing partner, Niels Parker. We just explore what's going on in our lives, what we're struggling with as parents, what we're doing well, what we want to do better, and what we've learned along the way, and what we've learned in the last week. So let's go. Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast. During the week, we give you meditations on parenting, fatherhood, being better at what we call our most important job. And then on the weekends, we dig into the same topics a little more in depth. Uh, Most of the time, I'm joined by my collaborator, Niels Parker, and we talk about parenting. He's got a very young son. I've got two young sons, and uh, we get into it. So, Niels, I was... Let me let me run a, a problem by you. Uh, not really a problem, but something I've been thinking about and I could get your advice on because we've written about it a bunch of times in Daily Dad. Uh, I've been talking about, and I just wrote another email about it. So part of this is clearly me trying to convince myself, which is that my philosophy is like, if your kids want you to do something, uh, you should do it. I don't mean like, you know, if they want candy, you have to give them candy. What I'm saying is like, if they want to do a puzzle, you do a puzzle. If they want to uh, jump in the pool and they want you to jump in the pool with them, you do it. Because uh, who knows how long uh, you, you'll get to do this, right? Because <clears throat> none of us, none of us know how long we're here. And then I would say, sort of on top of this, you know, who knows how long your kids are going to want to do things with you. So as long as uh, they are asking, you should, uh, you should you should be uh, accepting. It's sort of like, I I see it as your kid doesn't actually want to get in the pool. Their kid wants to do something with you. They're reaching out and you can only shut them down so many times before, you know, the, uh, the inquiries will stop. And I have just, so that's why my philosophy had served me well, I think, but I have just found myself like the last couple of weeks for some fucking reason, I do not want to jump in the pool. Like my kid is always like, come on, come swimming with us. And for some reason, I, it feels as appealing to me as a cold shower, even though it's quite hot in Texas and the pool is not cold. And I can't figure out what this like block is. And, you know, what am I doing instead? I'm just like sitting by the side of the pool. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm, uh, you know, choosing some important work thing. I'm just like, I just feel uh, resistant. To the, to that to that thing specifically or, or yeah, any- I would say, I would say the, the, the pool is sort of literally what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm also talking about this metaphorically. I mean, I think, I mean, part of this, I think for you is like, you're a very purpose driven person. There's, you have a lot of drive and you want to accomplish lots of things. And you, I, f- I feel like the bandwidth for, for frivolity is somewhat narrow <laughs> and maybe that they have, uh, they have a, expended that bandwidth at this point and it's like okay what are we doing here like let's like let's if we're going to be in the pool let's work on our breaststroke you know no i do struggle with that like the idea of just being in the pool uh is uh just being anything i think like this is why i don't like board games or puzzles i just i just don't particularly enjoy them yeah i wonder like i thought about that 
in the context of, you know, I hadn't thought about this issue when you started writing about it in terms of sort of always saying yes. And it feels like it's a philosophy that is very wise while kids don't have anything they should or could be doing that is productive or, you know, once they get into school, the desire to jump in the pool has very little to do with you and very, very much to do with not wanting to do stupid homework, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So up until school time, it's like, you know, you, you want to indulge them. But on the other hand, like these are the years, you know, maybe Earl and Tiger Woods are not the best examples, but like, these are those formative years where if you, if you have a kid with a talent and you want them to have the opportunity to be great at something, the seeds get planted right now. Like yeah, I, I think I, I was thinking about what you're saying about frivolity. I wonder if that's actually part of it, because I think what I'm thinking about is, OK, one, it is a little cold. So you're jumping in the pool. It's like a whole thing. But um, I think it's like the well, then I have to change and then I have to go get towels. But then the towels are inside. But you want to jump in the pool now. So then we're going to have to like go outside the pool gate so I can, you know, leave you unattended for a second. And then I'm going to get the towels and then, you know, then I got to change again and then my hair is going to be wet. You know, I think I wonder if <clears throat> the reservation is it's sort of a lack of presence. Like so instead of just like he's just thinking like it would be fun to be in the pool. So let's be in the pool now. And I'm thinking all the downstream consequences of being in the pool uh, and what this is essentially depriving the kids of is a fun experience because I'm letting sort of adult cynicism and fatigue, uh, you know, sort of rule the day instead of going with the flow of things. Yeah. And I, I think it is easier to be present with a young kid. I'm seeing this right now with Will, where every other day he is making some sort of, and literally every other day, he is making some little advancement in terms of cognition or recognition or even motor skills. So the idea of being present whenever he's doing whatever he wants to do has real return on investment. Like you're, you're seeing the thing, but, and now you've got, you know, kids that are getting older when they want to jump in the pool, you know, there's not those, those sort of leaps of, of advancement where it feels like you're getting something out of the presence. So it's easier to drift off into all the other adult stuff. Yeah. And I think the reason I have the, it, I think this is sort of, you have the philosophy you have the idea and then there's the actual practice of it, but it's like, you know, you might regret jumping in the pool and it's cold and then you, you know, you got to go dry off and there's all that stuff. But you're definitely not going to regret jumping in the pool a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, right? Like we had an email I was talking about this day that uh, Franklin Roosevelt has with his kids. They're sort of on vacation uh, somewhere, I think in Maine or something. And, you know, it's this like long day, like they they go sailing, then they go swimming, then there's this wildfire that they put out and blah, 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 blah. They, he, he challenges a kid to a race. It's like, one of those sort of long, epic, you know, weekend or vacation days. And then it's like the next morning he wakes up with chills uh, and it's the it, it, it's the polio that that paralyzes him. Right. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, to that as, a, as an example of like, you know, what if he'd just been like, I'm tired. You guys go play. And his kids mm-hmm. were older. But um, 
you, you know what I mean? Like you, there yeah. is, there is always the last day and I do, it doesn't have to be the last day in the morbid sense of the word. Like you're going to get paralyzed or you're going to die. Um, but there's just the last day where like, uh, gradually, like where they just, the, they don't want to jump. In. There was some day where I stopped jumping in the pool with my dad. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's, there's the, some, there was some last day that I, you know, rode my dad around like a horse. Right. Or, you know, there's some last day that you do anything because people get older, things drift apart or, or, or because some subconscious, uh, signal is sent that says, Hey, we're not, you know, this door is closed. Right. Yeah. And, and I think you want to be really careful of that. Um, but it's so it's so easy to say like this is not that time this is not contributing to going in that direction even though of course it is got a quick message from one of our sponsors and then we'll get right back to the show stay tuned we've talked about this before but it's never too late you should always be trying to get better to improve you want your kids to have that attitude so if you don't model it where are they going to pick it up from Well, today's sponsor, Skillshare, to me, is a great way to do that. Skillshare is an amazing community of people who are all trying to get better. They've got great courses from great experts that can teach you how to do pretty much anything you can imagine. Here at Daily Dad, we're trying to help you set an example that your kids want to follow. And right now, you can get a free trial of Skillshare's premium membership when you visit Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad. There's nothing better than getting better and accomplishing growth, and growth is always satisfying. Skillshare is also extremely affordable, especially compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than 10 bucks a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad. Get a free trial of their premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Daily Dad. And I think you don't want to be, you also want to be careful to, to not be the person who closed that door or be right. perceived as the one who closed that door. And it reminds me of, it's not just, you know, th- there's this sense that this is an investment toward sort of future health, but it's also, we've talked about this before where it's always, it's the little moments in between the big moments that kids always remember as they get older. Like my, sure. those so it and it may not be like this day of jumping in the pool is the day that your son is going to remember 12 years from now when he's reflecting on, you know, his his relationship when he graduates high school or whatever. But there will be that imprint of like my dad loved to play in the pool with me. It's like right. no, you love to play with the in the pool with your dad and he always said yes, so you just are transferring that emotion onto him. But that's great. Like Everybody wins in that situation, and it's- well, and the the opposite is true, right? The the mm-hmm. oh, my dad was distant. My dad wasn't any fun. You know, my dad always had more important things to do. You know, my dad was standoffish or aloof or whatever. That isn't that's not a conversation you have, right? That's yep. the result of a hundred or a thousand. No, you go in the pool. I'll watch, right? And each yep. one of those decisions seems very minor. Um, but cumulatively they add up and they compound and, and I think that's, that's, it's, it's like sort of, I know I just need to jump in the pool, but I'm like, ah, yeah, totally. And it, 
And it sometimes it's not even a hundred or a thousand of those. I'll just watch sort of conversations. Potentially it is just an unfortunate three week stretch where you were busy. And at the end of that three week stretch, something seminal happened in their lives that sort of freezes this moment in Amber. And when they think about it going forward, that's the snapshot. Like you, you've got to be very careful about what, you know, those little stretches can, can really, uh, have an impact way down the line if you're just sort of mindlessly giving over to the easy thing, which is like, because it, it feels like it's a compromise. You're not saying no. Right. You're saying, yeah, go jump in the pool and I'll be there to witness all of your childhood glory. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, you have that, to realize what they're actually doing. Is, yeah. And that, that's what I was trying to say in the email, which I don't, I don't know if it'll have run by the time people listen to this, but like, they don't want to go in the pool. They're not asking to go in the pool. So you giving them permission to go in the pool is like 10% of it. They want to go in the pool with you, right? And that's what my wife was saying. She was like, look, you don't have to go in the pool. What he really wants is undivided attention. So find some other way to do that that you're more comfortable with or whatever. Um, yeah. But but you have to realize that by not, the, the problem is, again, not that you're not getting in the pool. It's that you're rejecting the overture to get in the pool. They're reaching out their hand and you're saying, ah, my hands are sweaty. You know what I mean? Or like my, like it, it, it's, it's, you think you're being nice, but you're rejecting an earnest, vulnerable overture. Yeah. You're, and I think fundamentally you're responding to emotion with logic at some level. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you're making a calculation when they're just making an expression. And if you, if you can give yourself over to that expression of, need or love or or tenderness with something that is similar i think your wife is right it can be it can be almost anything as long as it is matching the emotional tenor and is the undivided attention piece you can dictate that part to a certain to a fair amount to a fair extent as long as you're there with them together undivided the other thing i was thinking about is sometimes you i think as a parent you can also be conscious of the little things that get in the way of you doing that. So like, for instance, like uh, last summer, I was the one that wanted to get, in, that, that got in the pool all the time. My wife was always the one making excuses. And then she ended up getting this swimsuit that she really likes that she feels more comfortable in. And now she's the one that's getting in the pool. So it's like, it's funny to think like, oh, like, you know, a $40 swimsuit, like a, a, a feeling of, of spending a small amount of money was the thing that made doing the priceless thing much easier. So the other the other thing we were thinking about is like we were going to get a pool heater. Like our kids love the pool so much and it's really hot in the summer, but there's a, you know several months a year that you can't do it. And it's like expensive, it's not cheap. Um but but like thinking like, "Oh, okay, if this thing is getting in the way of this other thing, what is there a better thing to spend money on?" Uh and uh and, and so like, I, I think I'd mentioned to my son that we we're, my son, so my son was like, why don't we have a pool heater? And I was like, oh, I don't know, they're expensive. You know, it, which we could afford a pool heater, we just don't have a pool heater. It seemed like an yeah. indulgent thing to have. And um, so he goes, uh, well, why don't you just buy one on Amazon? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I was like, no, 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 they're, they're like really expensive. And he's like, oh, okay. okay. Um, and so now, like whenever I'm, I have, to, I, I go like, hey, I have to go to work or something. And he's like, 
uh, why? And it's like, oh, that, you know, this is this is how daddy makes money. And he goes, oh, to buy a pool. <laughs> so like everything is now our whole lives are pivoting. It's it's apparently become this family thing that we're saving up to buy a pool heater, which of course is 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 both not the case and uh, you know not not the reality of the situation. But it is it is funny, like sort of how simple it becomes to him, which is like, oh, okay, pool heater would make our lives better. So why the hell do we not have a pool heater? And I don't and have a good answer. <laughs> Got a quick message from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the show. Stay tuned. Today's sponsor is something I use most mornings. I'm talking about Harry's. They deliver a great shave, a great product for as low as two bucks a refill. Cheap disposable razors can save you money, but they're not giving you the best shave that you could be getting. And that's why today's sponsor, Harry's, doesn't make you choose between a great shave and a fair price. For a limited time, Harry's is offering their starter set plus a free body wash for just three bucks at harrys.com slash daily dad. Harry's delivers you razors right to your door. And when you run out, it's two bucks a refill. For a limited time, they've made this exclusive offer even better for listeners of this podcast. New customers get a special offer and a Harry's starter set and body wash at harrys.com slash daily dad. You get a five blade razor, a weighted Truman handle, foaming shave gel, a travel blade cover, and a travel size body wash. It's never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash daily dad to redeem your offer today. Totally. Because what's so fascinating to me about things like that is all of that stuff is about sort of removing friction and and making things easier. Like the pool heater makes it easier to do the things that they love to do and to have the moments that you want to have. And it like it reminds me of driving a really nice car you can have a really nice car that is machined to perspective to perfection but if it is missing the lubrication that eliminates friction the whole thing can blow up in your face and it all you needed was like a six dollar bottle of lubricating oil sure and i feel like that's what the 40 dollars swimsuit is it's and to a certain extent that's what the pool heater is it's some smaller thing that is designed to remove the friction that makes those larger decisions more complicated. And we don't think about them like that. We think about them siloed a lot of times. You know, it's it's a clothing expenditure. It's a like I I should be buying boots or I should be buying pants because we're out on the farm all the time. It's well, right. you know, it's not about it being a piece of fabric that you wear. It's about how it smooths your transition into doing the thing you're, with your kids that they really want to do. Well, I think about that with my parents. My parents had sort of two middle-class jobs, but they very much ascribed to that sort of like millionaire next door mentality of like frugality and saving and pushing all towards retirement, uh, you know, uh, which, which, you know, has served them quite well. But it also, I, I can think back to all the times when as a family, money was seen as a scarce resource. So yeah. money was a, a, a form of stress or uh, tension, or like as kids, we were felt to see, uh, to, to feel like something was out of reach or, and that, that wanting it uh, was like, you know, an imposition or entitlement or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I can think of the, the negative effects that this scarcity mindset has had, you know, down to the like 
who touched the thermostat sort of, mm-hmm. you know, cliche. And, and then I think to my parents now who have more money than they need uh, and, and really nice stuff and drive cars that we never would have had as a kid and live places we never would have lived as a kid. And I go, okay, it worked, but at like, at what cost, right? Um, yeah. So there's this kind of middle-class scarcity mindset that I think makes sense, but it's also similar to the, like, you're going to work a job you hate for 50 years or until you're 50 and then hope to retire and have 10 or 20 good years of, of life doing what you want. Like the goal, if you asked your average person, like what is happiness in your old age look like? They're like, you know, we're comfortable and we spend lots of time with our kids and grandkids. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so why are you making decisions while you're, when you're 45 that are causing tension and stress that, uh, you know, that are going to make the actual, you're going to be able to afford what you want when you're 70. But of course, you'll have burned out the relations so much that no one will want to come to your your nice, big, you know, sort of empty nest house. Yeah, that, I mean, that fundamental irony of, of the the sort of retirement mentality, I still can't get my mom to understand that. Like I still, she still doesn't get it. And yeah, the boomers have so much money, and yet they—you couldn't really think of an unhappier generation. They have it worked out, except for it—it it turned to ashes in their mouth, and this is why they're angry. And you know, all the all the most shared stories on Facebook are like extreme, uh, extreme right wing, like bitterness uh, things. Totally, they burned every emotional bridge behind them. And they wonder why they're alone on an island with, with a really nice four bedroom ranch house. It's like, yeah, that's, totally. it's because nobody can get to you figuratively and nobody wants to get to you literally because they're just tired of they're tired of the misery. Yeah, no, you're mortgaging you, like you're you're quite literally sort of mortgaging your future. And it's a weird it's a weird thing. And so I, I think all, all of which ties back to the same point, which is like. You want to create a a relationship and a shared sort of understanding that like you're there, you're available, you spend time with your kids, your kids are what's important and you're pleasant to be around (laughs) because that's what's going to get you what you want in the future, not pinching every penny or, or, or quite frankly, you know, like being, uh, you know, being so concerned with every single detail. I think like my wife and I, we both have different things that we do this about. And the other one has to be like, dude, like we're going to have to replace the floors at some point. It doesn't really matter, you know, or like, like, uh, you know, one of us cares about keeping the car in good shape and the other one doesn't. And then the other one is fine with the kids writing on the wall and the other one is not right. And, And so you can, you can, you can kind of end up, like taking everything so seriously. And then the result is you send a very loud and clear signal that like, you are not a fun person. And uh, as soon as I can get uh, independence from you, that's what I wanna do as a kid. Got a quick message from one of our sponsors and then we'll get right back to the show. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Ryan. As you know, with Daily Dad and Daily Stoke, I have an e-commerce business, so I know all about the pains and hassles of running an e-commerce business. More people are shopping online than ever, 
And all these orders mean a lot of orders that have to go out fast. And that's why online sellers use ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. Import orders from any sales channel, ship from any carrier, access super discounted shipping rates, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Automate just about any shipping task. Ship less in more time with ShipStation. Just use the offer code DAILYDAD to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in Daily Dad. That's ShipStation.com, enter code Daily Dad, make ship happen. Yeah, I was very affected in my teen years reading Pat Conroy novels. And oh, yeah, right, the, the, the Marine Dad. Yeah, and, you know, the great Santini and all those, all those characters. And it's what I was most struck by was, and I didn't experience this in my own childhood. My parents were, you know, they were emotionally not really available, but they didn't provide, they didn't create any, any tension or any misery. But these characters spent so much time, the, the, the son characters, tiptoeing through their lives and around their fathers. Not so much that they weren't fun, but that they were this looming threat of disaster. So every every space that they spent time in, whether it was the car or the house, was a prison cell. I mean, it was very much like they were an inmate. And so it's no wonder that once the freedom, the opportunity for freedom that comes with graduation or work or going into the army arrives, they grab it, run like the wind and don't look back. And then you're left thinking like, oh, you know, why won't they come home for Christmas? And it's like, right. well, because you made everything, you they made this home. memories in that house. Yes, yes, absolutely. You've hollowed out the sentiment that is usually the thing that makes a house a home for a child. And it's, it's now just a structure with four walls and a ceiling. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's strange, and and so it, I think it's it's hard too because like the last thing you want as a parent is to be worried all the time about the negative consequences of every like miniature action or decision. You know, like did I do lasting damage? Did I do lasting damage? Yeah. So it's tricky, but at the same time, you you have to go like this request does not exist in a vacuum. It it's part of a pattern, and you have to ask yourself. Am I sending the? Am I am I creating the right pattern, or am I unintentionally uh, creating the wrong pattern? Because I'm not. I, I am looking at it in a vacuum, and I don't realize that the last five times that you asked me to get in the pool, I said no, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, um, the the last five times I could have spent money to make our lives easier, I chose the prudent, you know, investment investment choice, and the result is it's created you know, uh, this impression that certain things are much more important than other things. And that also have both potentially a financial cost, but definitely an emotional cost further down the line. So you're going to pay for that in one way or the other. Um, well, a thing that in the future, no amount of money can, can repurchase yeah. or reacquire, right? So it's like, you know, okay, so, you know, let's say your parents, when you're older now have tons of money and they're carefree and fun like all you remember is that middle school sucked and (laughs) yeah and and that uh 
you, uh, you know, dinners are stressful and, uh, you know, Christmas uh, is a chore, right? And so, you know, it doesn't matter that they live in, you know, the Caribbean now or something or, or, or that they can, you know, they can pay for, uh, you know, everyone to, to, to rent a nice house somewhere. Yeah, um, like you're in the Caribbean. It's like, oh, great. So now the prison is on an island. That makes it even harder to get off of. Yeah, like, totally. That mindset doesn't leave. Well, I would also add, and, and this is somewhat true to my experience, like uh, your kids don't, if your kids want to go to the Caribbean, they'll go to the Caribbean. Like visiting yeah. your parents should be easy, right? Like they don't, like uh, exotic locations is not what I'm looking for uh, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm looking for uh, spending as little time on airplanes as possible and having as set of a routine as possible. So, uh, you know, sometimes... Again, people try to solve. It's ironic. Now you're trying to solve the the problem with money, but actually, it's forty dollars spent twenty years ago would have had a bigger impact on the relationship than, oh, I could help you with a down payment on a house now. Got a quick message from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the show. Stay tuned. It's crazy to think, not just that we haven't been inside of a restaurant in 12, 13 months. In retrospect, it's crazy that we ever tried to take our kids to restaurants because it's so much easier eating at home. And that's where today's sponsor comes in. I'm talking about HelloFresh, something we're excited to get in the mail every week. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouthwatering seasonal recipes, and it's all delivered right to your door. And count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable and you'll see why it's America's number one meal kit. They've donated more than 4 million meals to charity in the last year, and now they're stepping up food donations to local communities amidst the food crisis brought on by the pandemic. So just go to hellofresh.com slash dailydad12. Why is there a 12 on the code? Because you can get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash dailydad12 and use code DAILYDAD12 for 12 free meals. Sign up for HelloFresh. Don't go inside a restaurant if you can avoid it. There's still a surge going on. Check out HelloFresh.com slash DAILYDAD12. Yeah, and they, what I think parents don't really understand, at least in my, and this is true in my experience, is like when you are not, emotionally if you're not physically there or you're not saying yes to those little moments where they're looking for undivided attention eventually they start looking for places to put that energy or people to connect with to share those moments and over time your parents are no longer the people who you would look to for anything related to connection or advice like i've said to countless people in my experience in my life you know on the list of the 50 people I would go to for advice, my parents are 51 and 52. And it's it's by virtue of them not being present in those kinds of moments where I knew like, okay, they get it or and they are there when I, uh, when I just want somebody's uh, sort of guidance or reassurance because the, there was no evidence of that in the past. Well, and this, this is, this is, we, we have this thing about how you're going to want a crowded table when you're young, you're going to want, or when you're older, you're going to want your kids around, you're going to want them to talk to you, you're going to want them to spend time with you. And 
you're going to want that more than anything in the world when you're older, but it will be too late. And, and, and you won't be able to, it's not something you can purchase. You know what I mean? I, we tell this story in one of the emails of, about how um, Tom Brady would not hang out with his friends on Friday night because he, or not do not go out late with his friends on Friday night because he wanted to, to, to play golf with his dad in the morning. Right. And uh, you think about how that, that's, that's like a father's dream then. And it's yeah. definitely a father's dream later too, right? Like your kid that wants to play golf with you, but how do you get that way? You're fun to play golf with. I'm not yeah. saying it's not, it's, it's not like, Oh, you know, you're buying your kid a beer on the golf course. And you know, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not incompatible at all with being strict and, you know, all the other things that you would expect. It's, I, I imagine playing golf with his dad was an enjoyable experience that made Tom Brady feel better about himself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you have to cultivate. And, uh, I don't know, it, it's, uh, it's about the individual decisions that you make day to day. Yeah. And, you know, for some in an example like Tom Brady and his dad, what's interesting about that is it also gives Tom, I imagine, something to aim at. You know, you're not just, it's not just somebody to be friends with. It's not just uh, somebody to look up to, but it's like when you are 12 years old or 14 years old and you're out with your dad and he's just striping a golf ball down the center of the fairway, it's like, maybe like, wow, my dad, like he's good at something and he's sharing sure. that good thing with me. And maybe I can get good like that one day. It just changes so much about how you think about yourself and how you think about your parents that it's, it's invaluable and it defines the nature of that relationship as long as you don't screw it up uh, in almost in perpetuity. Totally. And you can see how also to go to our point about, you know, spending money, like how a bunch of short term cheapskate decisions could get in the way of that connection. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, short term work decisions could get in the way of that decision. Um, just as Tom Brady's not hanging out with his friends so he can golf in the morning. Dad's also got to get his stuff together so he can spend Saturday golfing, right? Yeah. And so again, it's it's the day to day decisions you make that put you in the position to have what you want in the near term and the long term future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think about that all the time. All right, man. This is awesome. Let's uh, let's talk again next week. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dad podcast. It would mean a lot to us and help a great deal if you could subscribe and also leave us a review in iTunes. And most importantly, if you could send one of these messages to someone you know who would benefit from them.